and uh, just want to thank uh, the team last night, Pastor Charles and I think there was a couple of other of you guys here. Uh, we had our music school had a concert and uh, uh, the guys were here till 1.30 cleaning up. So I think we should give them a really, really big hand and, and thank them for doing that. Really appreciate your time. It's absolutely amazing. You know, I want to thank God. Our, our Victory Campus, um, as you know, has got a school attached to it. Uh, well, you might not know, but it has 420 students. Um, incredible story. And if you ever get down to Bendigo, who likes Bendigo? Put your hand up. Well, wow, there's quite a few of you. Okay, who's never been to Bendigo? Who's never heard of Bendigo? Okay, you've heard of Bendigo. Okay, there's a great, we have a great campus there. Uh, it's just a little bit bigger than this congregation here. And it has a school uh, that's been going for over 10 years. And just recently, they were able to purchase another four acres of land. And uh, just this week, they were granted $2 million for stage two of the... Isn't that fantastic? And so we, we just... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know Bruce Rogers. I do want to get him down here. He's got an incredible missions heart. And just the favour of God upon that school. Actually, our youth pastor, uh, Mason Hudson... Uh, got saved in the school and now is our youth pastor. Isn't that great? So we have this great opportunity to see God do some amazing things, which is fantastic. It's great to have Andrew and Megan here today who have been pastors and now they're itinerant. Would you just stand for us and turn around and say hi to everybody? They attend Planet Shakers and they've got a great ministry and teaching and uh, just really blessing the body of Christ, which is fantastic. Well, I don't think I've ever seen someone so excited as Martin who got baptised this morning. Man, I tell you, I wanted to get baptised all over again just, just for that excitement. And, uh, do you know, Martin, I don't, I don't know much about you at all. God does. That's the amazing thing. I don't need to know. God knows everything about you. You know, and I just saw just as you, just that passion for Jesus Christ and for people. And, you know, there, there is an evangelistic gift on your life uh, to reach people. And, uh, you know, I, I can just see it's like a sword, just a sickle and a sword in your hand. You're sickle to, to gather people, to go into the harvest and gather people. But the sword is a sword of the Spirit that God wants to teach you how to use, you know. And He wants to teach you not, not just that skill, but the spirit of that sword. And uh, be patient, but don't lose your passion. Do you know, I, I can see that you could, you're like a bit of a bull at a gate, I reckon. And you want things done tomorrow. But, you know, be patient in the things of God. And that, but don't lose your passion. Friends, let me tell you, sometimes we get really patient. We, we nearly become dead. Uh, do you know what I mean? Don't, you know, even in patience, you can still have your passion for Jesus Christ. And I just really felt, hang out with John Fott as much as you can. Let him teach you. Hang out with John Graham. Uh, I think you're, I just see both of them holding up your hands and doing some great things. So I want you, to, let's give them a big hand and I think that's really, really important to, to see that. You know, this time of the year, I, there's a couple of things that I do personally and, and many of you know, um, you know, that what I do, you know, my own personal life. Um, you know, being a senior pastor or being a pastor, you know, our devotional life is just as important, if not more important. We, we all have to be, you know, in relationship with Jesus Christ, doesn't matter what you do. And that's fundamentally, that's what's what it's all about. The position is not what it's about. And this time of the year, there's a couple of things that I do. The first one is that I begin to, you know, prepare what I believe the Holy Spirit's telling me for the, for the next year. 
And you know that I do that quite strategically. You know, around the month of September and October, I begin to pray and say, God, what is it that you want for my life, for my family's life? What is it you want for our churches? And, uh, you know, I take quite a bit of time to just in my study time and my own personal devotion to hear from the Holy Spirit. I know it's been a great year, but, you know, the year is nearly over. How many of you know that? There's a new year ahead. And sometimes, you know, we, we find it hard to move on and sometimes we find it hard to let go of things. And it's in this transition that I begin to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me about the future. And, uh, you know, one of the things I do is I pray about the theme for next year. I have a theme that I believe the Holy Spirit's given me that I'll, I'll let the church know in the next most probably couple of weeks. And I just begin to strategically, with our team, plan what the Holy Spirit's you know, I believe wants to do in our church. How many of you know we need to be a, we need to be a, a word-based church but led by the Holy Spirit? It's not just st- strategy. We need divine strategy. And so I, I pray for divine strategy. I say, you know, it's not just good ideas. I just don't read books and go, you know what, what is it? You know, what's our next leadership step? I, I genuinely pray and say, God, give me your heartbeat. Give me your theme for the year. What do you want to do? And uh, it's so important that you do that for your life. I would encourage you, every one of you, that you would you know, do that for your family, do, for your own, do it for your business. You know, God's got a plan for your business. He's got a plan for your life. He's got a plan for your family. And just begin. God, will, you know, you might not see it. You might not be able to totally articulate, but you will sense it. And, you know, the Bible says in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, it says, can't you see I'm doing a new thing? Can't you sense it? And sometimes we not, might not be able to totally articulate it, but you can sense what God wants to do. Begin to write it down in faith. Begin to pray over it and see what God will do. The second thing I do is I look at my spiritual health. Where am I? It's been a long year, yet it's been a short year. It's really funny because I don't know about you, but as you get older... Things just seem to go faster, do you know? Everything seems to go faster except your body, do you know what I mean? It takes me ages to get going in the morning, I tell you. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like it, it goes slow and yet it goes fast. And we've come to an end of the year. And, and the other day, I guess what birthed this message particularly was that Meredith um, had bought this new Christmas album. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I like Christmas songs and you know how many of you like that I love carols and you know I can't wait to put the Christmas tree up and and uh, you know see how many gifts will be under there for me personally Uh, I can give you a list folks I don't mind if you buy me gifts that's my love language and uh, you know I I just love that whole thing but Meredith bought this this Christmas um, album and man you know what some Christmas you know carols are real commercial you know, you listen to them and you bop to them and, you know, and sometimes the, the, the depth of those words, you know, are just lost in the commercial side of it. But this one, I don't know why, it's got this, it's really just got it, they're worshipping. As they're singing these, these Christmas carols, like this morning I was listening to it again and, and I guess what happened is the other day she, she said, hey, do you want to hear this new album I bought? So I began to listen to it, I got really quite emotional. And, um, and I just started thinking to myself, where am I in my own personal life and my journey with Jesus Christ? Where am I at? And so this morning, I want to talk about eight signs of spiritual and emotional dehydration. Where are we at? For some of you, it's been a tough year. For some of you, it's been a real challenging year. You know, I've had my own challenges 
uh, with all our campuses and travel and change. And, but you know what's really important? God wants to know where are you at? Where are you at in the journey? You know, the Apostle Paul talks about that life is like a race. We're in this race. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going towards that. In that race, it's not just a goal, but it's staying in relationship with Jesus Christ. And, you know, you might not believe this, but at the age of 40 and 41, actually, at the age of 40, I, I did a half marathon. Who can believe that? With this body, can you believe that? I actually did a half marathon. And then I did one the year after when I was 41 years old. And, um, you know, I got up in church. I was a, a campus pastor at the time. We were trying to raise money for our church building. And, you know, when you're a bit younger, you seem to boast. You know what I mean? You, you, when you get older, you, you seem to get wiser, I think. You don't quite get out there, you know, as much as when you're younger. But I started boasting to the church. And one of, my, one of our other pastor friends... We were both running on the beach and we, we'd sort of now we're doing half hour runs. And off, you know, just because of, I think it was pride, I don't know what it was, I got up and said to the church, you know what, myself and Pastor Brian, we're going to do half a marathon. We're going to run from our church to the city, which was 22.5 Ks. We're going to do half a marathon to raise money for the church and we're going to have a competition to see who wins. Well, I stirred the whole church up. Brian didn't even know about it. He was looking at me like, are you mad? Are you crazy? I said, we can do it. Who believe? Well, the whole church says, yeah, we're going to pay. Who will sponsor up? Yeah. So we were in. He was in too. Well, we had a, a, a physio in our church, and she heard this. She had done the London Marathon. When she heard this, and I said, we're going to do it in two months, she thought, these pastors are not just crazy, they are stupid. Do you know what it does to your body when you actually run and do marathons? So anyway, she graciously came up to us and said, guys, look, you know, I, I know that you're running on a beach half an hour, but to do a half an hour marathon, you, you, it's another ball game. It's another thing. And she says, look, you know, you haven't given yourselves enough time to train. And secondly, I don't think you know the dynamics of this. Can I help you? So I sheepishly thought, I think I did go a little bit over the top. I said, yes. So we made a meeting. We had a meeting with her. And she, she began to go through th some things with us, like, you know, training your lung capacity, some of the things and the runs we had to do. You know, she told us you have to run three or four times a day. This is, this is how long you need to keep your runs and so on, so on and so on. But she said one of the most important things while you're doing your marathon is that you drink water every 10 minutes. And, you know, look, I was doing half an hour marathon, you know, half an hour runs. Oh, who was drinking? I wasn't even thinking about water. And I thought it was a stupid idea. I thought, why would you want to drink water? You know, how can you drink while you're running? I thought it was stupid. But she said, listen to me, if you don't, when you hit the one and a half hour mark, you will hit a wall. Now, I've done two half marathons, and believe me, there is a wall that you hit at one and a half hours. If you, I don't know if you've watched the, the movie Run, Fat Boy, Run. Who's ever seen it? I can, really, I can really relate to that. Let me tell you, Run, Fat Boy, you need to watch it. He actually, in the movie, he hits a wall. And, um, you know, and I, I didn't know what to think. I'd never run that much and, you know, hadn't run that far. But she said to me, listen to me, it's the most important thing that you do is that you drink every 10 minutes. She said, you know, get a guy to ride a bike with you and he'll have water. And, but now as you're running, learn to drink. So I, you know, thought, oh, well, I better listen to her. I guess she's done the, the London Marathon. She's, got, she's more qualified than I'm. So I did. So I began to, uh, you know, take a bottle with me. Well, the first time I, I nearly choked. 
Because, the, you know, you're trying to breathe, get your breathing right and everything like that. And I nearly choked. And I wanted to give up, but, you know, I kept persevering. Thank God I did. Because, let me tell you, this dehydration comes upon you before you even know it. You don't even know it and can, can come on you. So this morning, you know, we, we've seen how water is so, you know, the water, uh, the Bible talks a lot about water. And it's quite significant that we've had a baptism. You know, the Bible talks that water symbolic and represents transitions. Uh, you know, from the old to the new, baptism, it was a transition, symbolic. Uh, the Red Sea, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, uh, out of slavery, they had to go through, you know, the Red Sea, depicting and, and symbolically representing the freedom that they found in Jesus Christ. When they came to go into the Promised Land under Joshua's leadership, we see that they had to go, you know, across the Jordan, uh, coming into promise. Uh, the Bible also talks about water in John 4.14, 4, where it talks about Jesus meeting the woman at the well. How many of you know the story? And she was seeking you know, fulfillment. She was seeking a life of satisfaction, a life that could sustain her. She had five husbands. That says a lot about your husbands, isn't it? But, uh, you know, she had five husbands and could not be fulfilled. And Jesus talked about this living water. So water is so important when we read the Bible uh, and it has incredible, incredible significance. Actually, Psalm 42 verse 1 uh, says, David says this, he's in a desert, he's discouraged. He's lost his confidence, he's lost his way. And he, he's reflecting on the goodness of God. But he, he quotes this passage, it says this scripture, he says, as a deer pants for streams of water so my soul pants for you O God my soul thirsts for God the living God where can I go and meet with my God let me tell you he is the living water and when we come doesn't matter if we're in a desert or what we're in he can supply that living water and does to our life let me give you eight things very quickly physical things that we can relate to our spiritual life number one the first thing is the first sign of dehydration is a dry mouth you know, it's interesting, your body, um, it, 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 water is so important to your body, but the first sign uh, is actually a dry mouth. This article I just read the other day says this, the most important nutrient for your human body is water. An average person can live for about 40 to 45 days without food, I don't know about that, but only <laughs> three to five days without water. And, you know, the first sign, this is what, uh, you know, doctors say that, and nutritionists say that the first sign is that you get a dry mouth. What, how does this relate spiritually? Well, you know, sometimes when you get a dry spirit, when your spirit is dry, when your soul is dry, have you noticed you become negative? Have you noticed that things become dry? Have you noticed that your words, uh, you know, they, they don't bring life? And sometimes a, a sign to us, if, if you are in a place where you're becoming negative and sometimes critical and sometimes your, your words are not bringing life, it could be that there's spiritual dehydration in your soul and your spirit. Here's the second thing. You don't cry easily. And, uh, you know, apparently... You know, your tear ducts are affected if you're dehydrated. If your body is dehydrated, then what happens is you actually lose the ability to cry easily. And I was thinking about this, and, and I guess this is why this message was, was you know, uh, I was touched by these thoughts as I was listening to this album. I was amazed that, that as I'm listening to this album, it's like the, these words, and, it, and as they were worshipping God, you know, through this album, my spirit became, it was like I was getting refreshed. It was like something was touching my 
spirit. And, and, you know, I came to a place and I thought, God, it hasn't been the easiest of years, but I thank God that I'm still soft and sensitive to you. How, how are you today? How's your spirit? How's your mind? How's your emotional life? Are you still sensitive? Are you still moved by some of the things that you see in life today? And, uh, you know, I, I think it's so important, you know, that we understand that, that we don't lose our sensitivity and we don't lose our compassion. And let me tell you, it's easy to do that. Sometimes all you have to do is get discouraged or something goes wrong. And, and if you're not, if you're not a, you know, connected to the source of life, your spirit can get hard. And when your spirit gets hard, then what happens is you disconnect, not just from God, but from people. So friends, when was the last time that you felt that, you, you know, is, is your spirit in that place of softness and gentleness and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit? I did a wedding last week in, in Bendigo and uh, most of you will know Lockie who, who plays guitar for us here and, and Tegan who plays piano. They got married and it was an outdoor wedding. And, uh, you know, the bride was sort of quite a way away. But when, when Lockie saw his bride, man, I tell you, he started, he lost it. He started crying. And I thought to myself, isn't this beautiful? And as, he, as she's walking closer, he's, he's really losing it, you know what I mean? So, you know, she finally, Tegan finally gets up there. And I was trying to settle, you know, Lockie. And I said, gee, the hay fever is really bad here today, you know, just to try and settle him down. But, you know, the amazing thing is, I thought, isn't that beautiful? His love for his bride, his, his heart is so soft and sensitive. And that's how God wants to keep us. You know, it doesn't matter what we go through. Friends, let me tell you this. Do guard your heart with all diligence. Just be careful. People can come and try and, you know, say things and do things. And they do. Life sometimes is full of challenges. But how's your heart? Are you, are you, are you tapped in? Are you connected to the source of life? When was the last time that you, you cried easily? When was the last time you were moved? You know, today we become so insensitive to the things in life. We see so much on the news and it doesn't move us. We live in a very hard society because we're not connected to that source of life. But I don't know about you, but, you know, I, I think as Christians, we should be, I, I think men sometimes struggle with crying. I, I, don't, I, th I don't think we should. I, I think as Christians, we should be moved with great compassion and great love for people and the love of God. So watch your heart. It's so important. And, and where are you at today? Where are you at today? What are the things that still move you? Here's the third thing. You get dizzy. You know, when you get dehydrated, you lose focus and perspective. Things aren't clear, and sometimes they become confusing. It's so important that you actually physically drink, but it's so important that you actually drink from the life source of Jesus Christ. And he'll take away that confusion in your mind and those things that sometimes come and try and bring those things that make you unclear. Here's the fourth one. You get fatigue. Emotional and spiritual fatigue, tiredness, we call it apathy. We have a lack of connection and interest and concern. And friends, let me tell you this, I know what it's like to get physically fatigued. Man, I know what that's like. But you know what, I think there's something even more dangerous when we get spiritually and emotionally fatigued. And I think, you know, that's why that, those quiet places, those places of rest in your soul and your spirit, sometimes when we go on holidays, I think we misuse our holidays. I think we do. I think we don't give our spirit and our soul an opportunity to rest. We try and give our, our you know, you can give your body rest and still be feeling, at unre feeling unrest. 
you, you, can, you can physically have a break and feel just as tired when you get back. Because true rest happens in your spirit and your soul. And as a leader, you know, and, and most of you know, I've got a fairly busy schedule. Man, if, if I don't take time to just, and I know sometimes I think we, we you know, we spiritualize it, but you know what? Those moments of connection with God are so important. Are so important. If you're going to keep running the race of life, they're so important that you, you find those moments that you can connect with God in a special way. I know this morning it happened to me again. You know, I was waiting for Meredith to just, you know, um, to... Um, I'm trying to think of a way I can say this without getting punished after, but... Um, you know, she was uh, she was setting up. Uh, yeah, no, whatever. She was getting ready anyway. So I just sat in the lounge. She had the that uh, album playing. It was amazing what happened because as I'm just sitting there, uh, thunder started to come. I mean, I don't know about you, but it was like it was like God. It was just like his the thunder of his presence, and I, I just felt refreshed. But you know you need those moments. You need those moments. And if it's true about your physical body that you need to drink every 10 minutes, man, how true it is during the day. You know, we, we, we eat three times a day. And it doesn't take long. And, you know, I think it's also teaching ourselves how to stay in God's presence. How do we stay in God's presence and stay refreshed? Here's the fifth one, which doesn't sound too great. You get constipated. Doesn't sound great. If you don't drink water, that's what happened. Charles could tell us a whole lot about this because of his nursing background. And I, and I could see he'd love to get up here and explain what actually happens to your body. But, you know, what it means spiritually is you can't process what you've taken in. You feel all blocked up. You feel like you can't move forward. You can't process what the Spirit of God, what your emotions are trying to do. And you know what? Many times we get so frustrated and angry when we, we feel like we can't move forward. I actually felt that there were some people here, particularly some men, that you feel you're very frustrated at the moment. It's like you can't move forward. And not only are you frustrated, you're getting angry, not just with yourself, but with some people in your family. And you know what? Sometimes these are the symptoms. You've got to go back to the source. And friends, let me tell you that when you drink in from the Spirit of God, let me tell you, you can begin to process what he's saying to your spirit, what he's saying about your future. Sometimes we get so frustrated about our future. God, what are you going to do? And I know this is how it works. He gives you a jigsaw piece at a time. He doesn't give you the whole picture. But friends, that's what we need. We need those jigsaw pieces to keep our faith, to keep moving forward. And I believe that today, actually, why don't we pray right now? Why don't, why don't you close your eyes right now? If you are in that situation right now, why don't you just lift your hand? Just to God and say, God, here I am. I'm just, and, and I can sense that. I, 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 just, I know God spoke to me, and, and most of these hands are men. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now. Lord, that even now, Lord, I thank you that you don't deal with symptoms, but you come to the, the core, the heartbeat of who we are. And Father, I pray today that, Lord, even today, there would be in your spirit and as your word is being preached, there'd be a drinking in of your word and your truth and your presence. 
And Lord, as that happens, that Father, that there'll be a clarity, there'll be a moving forward. Father, these walls that seem to come up where we can't seem to process what you want in our... I particularly pray for these men and women that have lifted their hands today. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd move in their life in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Dan, would you come up here and just we're going to start to bring that, this meeting to a close. Here's the sixth thing is cramp. Do you know, it's amazing. I actually, this happened to me the other morning. You know, Meredith was in the bathroom and, and I yelled out, ah, and, and what happened is it's amazing. Has this ever happened? You've been lying down and you're just about to get out of bed and, you, and your calf muscle cramps. Has that ever happened? Is it just me? Wow, look at all these hands. Put your hands up. Charles, I don't know what we do here medically, but there's a lot of people. Drink water. Actually, can I have a drink right now? I'm really feeling thirsty. Is that all right? <laughs> Thank you, love. You're just incredible. She's just, she is my delight. This morning, she was just making herself more beautiful for me. That's what she was doing. I was trying to say that before. It just didn't come to me. I was really working hard on that. I was amazed. Um, you know, I went to Roger. Where, where's, where's Roger? Yeah, I went to Roger's place the other day, and um, they've got a farm, a beautiful property, and, you know, they're really praying regarding that farm what God wants to do and he took Greg and I by the way Greg's at at uh, Box Hill this morning I've, I've asked him to go there for two weeks because Cliff and Marie are on holidays and I really appreciate what he's doing down there and it's so important that we keep praying for that congregation and pray for the churches in this area but you know I went to Roger's place and and, and you know he was trying to show me the property and, he, and uh, he took me down this really steep you know part of the the property and I'm thinking it's okay on the way down. How am I going to get back up? <laughs> and, uh, you know, eventually we got back up. I was trying to hold on to different trees and shrubs, pulling myself up. I kept trying to remind him, you know, Roger, I'm not as young as you. And um, here's the amazing thing is, you know, the next day I, I woke up, Roger, all my calves were killing me, you know. But I, I don't know if you've ever got cramp. And physical cramp, it's just amazing. And I, I think when you get spiritual cramp, uh, you, you feel immobilized. You feel like you can't move forward. You feel stuck. You don't just feel like things aren't moving. You, you feel stuck. You feel like you're stuck in a rut. And you can't, you don't have, you don't have the energy, the spiritual power to move forward. I want to tell you this, God wants to help you to move forward today. and wants to take away those, those things that, that sometimes immobilize you. Here's the seventh thing. Your skin loses its flexibility. Do you know, it's amazing. Apparently, I was talking to Charles. Those of you that don't know, Charles is, should have been a doctor. Uh, most of his examples, when Charles gives examples, he loves going down that medical, that medical terminology. And every one of us in our staff that has a little sniff or you know something's not, we run to Charles. And then the diagnosis is actually worse than the symptom we've got, and we panic and we go, "Oh no, you know, I, I think I'm, I think I'm done." Do you know what I mean? So. So, <laughs> Charles, we love you. We love you. But you're killing us, you know what I mean? <laughs> he says, it's the only way I can get you to take care of yourself, you know. Charles was saying to me, you know, a lot of my issues aren't to do just, you know, with, with medical things. It's just my diet and stuff. And so he, he does encourage me in that. But Charles was telling me that, you know, when, when your skin dries out, when you get dehydrated, you, you actually, if you, if you pinch your skin, it doesn't come back. It loses its flexibility. And you know, sometimes what happens in our, in our spiritual walk, 
you know, do you know you have to be flexible? How many of you know that? Man, oh, you've got to be spiritually flexible and emotionally flexible. You start getting rigid, rigid. Uh, because, you know, this is, a, this is a walk of the Spirit. Let me tell you how it happens for me. You know, I, I set my agenda during the week. Believe me, my staff know. I, I'm, man, I, I'm, I'm into agendas. I'm into every Monday morning, every one of the staff get, you know, get the plan for the week. And, you know, I can be pretty rigid. Uh, and you need that. Your, your body needs a skeleton. You need structure. But let me tell you this. That structure goes right out the window when the Spirit of God starts to speak to me. And this is how I walk. I put the structure in because I understand it biblically. But let me tell you, we need to be people of the Spirit. And, you know, some, some days what happens is I, as I wake up and the Holy Spirit puts someone on my mind. But if I get stuck in my structure and in my thought, do you know what happens? I could miss the opportunity of the Spirit that God wants me to ring somebody. Somebody that could be hurting. Somebody that needs a phone call. And this has happened to me time and time again. Sometimes I've got things planned and all of a sudden it's like the Holy Spirit comes in and says, no, you need to be flexible. You need to move over here. Do you know, we can miss divine opportunities and the miracles of the Spirit if we just get stuck in structure. Now, you need structure. You need the skeleton. But most of all, you need to be connected with the Spirit of God and be flexible. Get out of your, your seat. You know, even today, folks, let me... Let me say this in, in, in the, the nicest way I can. Do you know there are people here today that are hurting? You could be sitting in their row. And you could be such a structured person that you could come in here, find your seat, be really comfortable, and miss an opportunity to just by saying hello to someone, connect with someone. You just don't know the Holy Spirit could be speaking to you even now in this meeting to take someone out for lunch. And you might not totally understand it, but that's the flexibility of the Spirit that we need. We need to be flexible in the things of the Spirit. You know, we have a structure in our five campuses. But let me tell you guys, let me tell you this. I want to be Spirit-led. I don't want to be so rigid that I can't change the course of what I have planned for what God wants to do. Here's the last one. Your eyes become sunken. This talks about the loss of vision. An insight for your own personal life. Do you know sometimes, do you know, we lose our perspectives. We lose the sight of what this is all about. And boy, that is easy to do. Do you know, in, in my role, it's so important to stay focused, to make sure that I stay focused to what God has called me to do. His vision. His vision for my life. And you know, there's so many distractions and things that can happen can pull you this way and that way. But it's so important that we stay connected to God. Here it is, dry mouth. You don't cry easily. You get dizzy. You get fatigued. You get constipated. You get cramped. Your skin loses flexibility. Your eyes become sunken. Here's some three things very, very quickly of why we get spiritually dehydrated. The first one is because of disappointment. Boy, oh boy, disappointment can absolutely knock you for a six. How many of you know that? And not only does it, you know, it starts there, but its biggest killer is discouragement. It can make you so dry in your spirit. 
And some of you this year, you have been disappointed. You know what disappointment does? Discouragement, it leads to discouragement and discouragement takes you to deserts. Did you know that? That's the danger of it. A desert's a place where there's no water. If you read 1 Kings 19.4, it talks about Elijah after he'd had a great victory with the prophets of Baal. Those of you who know the story, you know that the story. He had a great victory. And yet because of disappointment, he gets discouraged. You know where he ran? He ran to a desert. Friends, let me tell you, be very, very careful. When you get disappointed, you need to stay connected to the life source of Jesus Christ because your appointments are with Him, not with your circumstances of your life. Don't think, don't build a life around circumstances. Circumstances change, things change, relationships change, people change, positions change. Let me tell you this, Jesus Christ does not change. He's the same today, yesterday and forever. Put your appointment, put your trust in Him. Don't run to the desert. This was a man of God. He ran to the desert. He stopped at the wells of Bathsheba, left his servant there. You read the story. He left his servant at the wells of Bathsheba, but he went on to a desert. That's what we do many times. Here's the third thing. We get distracted. We substitute the thing that really gives us life. Look, I, I, Meredith and I, she's put me on this 30-day diet thing. And um, one of the things, I, I, I can get really addicted to Coke. How many of you love Coke? Put your hand up if you love Coke. Put it up higher so I don't feel guilty. Man, I could drink bucket loads of it, you know. But then when you start going on YouTube and Meredith says, you know what they do with Coke? And you know what it does to your insides? And, you know, I'm, I'm not a water person really. I like sodas. I like fizzy drinks. I like anything that's got sugar in it. But they are distractions. Because you know what? As you're drinking, you're thinking, you think you're quenching your thirst. Actually, you're creating more thirst. Because of the sugar, it dries you out. And sometimes what happens in our life is is we get distracted from the life source, from the well of life. We get distracted. And we start drinking the sodas of the world that offer us, that give us a kick just for about, you know, half an hour and then bang, we're down again. That's what happens. It's a little bit like, you know, what happens with with the song that... uh, that was sung, I can't remember the, the, the actual guy who sung it now, should Mick Jagger, we can't get no satisfaction. Why is that? And he goes, and I try and I try and I try and I try because we substitute for the very life source. It can take away those things, those distractions. Like here's the last one. And please hear my heart on this. Disobedience will bring you into deserts. Disobe- what is disobedience? It's making wrong choices. Uh, you know, when you make wrong choices, they will bring you to deserts. But you know, God is so gracious and He's so great that He wants you to reconnect back with Him. And you might be in a place today where you know, you know, this is the funny thing, isn't it? Even as a kid, you know when you're going the wrong way. It's like inbuilt in us. It's when we're doing something wrong, we just seem, it's inbuilt in us because we're being created by God, His Spirit in us. us. And so friends, if today any of these things relate to you. God's not here to judge you. He's not here to punish you. He just wants you to be connected to the life source. He wants you to say, hey, if you've become disconnected, hey, if you've become discouraged, come back to the life source. Come back to that living water that can give you that life source. Would you give God a big hand of praise this morning? And Why don't we just...
Why don't I get all the musos and the singers just to come up just for a moment? And I, and I just want us to have a Holy Spirit moment. We've got just a few more minutes. Is that okay? And, and I want us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and sensitive to each other. You know, I don't know where you're at in your journey. The end, the end of year is nearly coming. Uh, usually this time of the year, people are tired. You know, people sometimes get frustrated and sometimes it's because of the, just the busyness of life. And can I just say this? Let's make sure that in everything that's happening, you know, Christmas is around the corner. You take Christ out and all you've got is a mass. You have got a mass of presents, a mass of food, a mass of problems, a mass of all sorts of things. Make sure that you, we come back to that life source. And, and I just want to give us an opportunity right now. Can we just stand to our feet just for a moment? We're just going to sing that verse of this song again. Holy are you, Lord. And I just want us to have a Holy Spirit moment. For those of you that maybe, you know, there has been a bit of a disconnection and maybe you have come to a place where you feel, man, do you know what? I, I, I'm just struggling. I'm frustrated. And, and just let's, as we worship, let's come that life source. But before I do, can I just have every eye closed? You know, Jesus Christ is the source of our life. And I just want to give an opportunity today, if you do not know Him, if you're not connected to Him, if you have not got the roots of your life plugged in to the river source of your life, you've never come to that place where you said, Jesus, come into my life. Today, I want to give you my, I want to tap in, just like that woman at the well who was looking for satisfaction. If you've never ever said, God, I want it today, give you my, my life. I recognize that you died on a cross for me, that you forgave me of my sins. Every eye closed, just a moment. If you'd like to pray that prayer and say, I want to be connected to him, Jesus Christ, that living water. If that's you, would you just lift your hand up? I want to pray for you. We do this in every service. I'm just going to give you a moment. Is there anybody here that would like to make that commitment right now? If you are, just lift your hand just for a moment. Okay, we're going to pray. And if, if you today just feel that dryness, would you lift your hands towards heaven? Come on, let's all do it just together. Come on, lift your hands towards heaven. Come on. Let's just sing this song together and allow the Spirit of God to touch you and refresh you today in Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing this song together. Holy are you, God. Lift your hands and just drink in. Come on, drink in of the Holy Spirit today. Just
Well, I just see frustration and I just see things dropping off of people today, off your mind and off your spirit. I see worry. Some of you have been worried and, you know, you've just been in a place of even fear and doubt. But, you know, when you connect with the life source, when all of a sudden that living water begins and you begin to drink from it, let me tell you, things begin to just change. I just see situations changing and circumstances changing. I even see people being healed right now in Jesus' name. Father, today we come. Let your spirit move. Why don't you just drink in of his spirit today, just in faith, and allow him, just as you articulate that area of dryness in your life, why don't you invite the Holy Spirit? Say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come into that desert area of my life, that dry place of my life. Come on, holy, holy are you God? And holy is your name. study this week I tell you what it was a mad rush to the end but they got there I was internally panicking just a little bit but they got there so next week we're gonna honor them God is good isn't he God is good more interns to come more great things to come in Jesus name amen So why don't you find somebody to invite to lunch today? Why don't you go and have a coffee in the cafe? Why don't you speak to someone new? And we'll see you next week, 10 a.m.